Wine. And that somebody is our good friend from the Ohio Christian Alliance, president of the Alliance, as a matter of fact, Pastor Chris Long, calling and joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. Merry Christmas, Chris. How are you, good, good sir? Merry Christmas, Bob. Good to be with you. Looks like I'm batting cleanup today with Jack Windsor and Rob Walgate, and I'm going to... Uh, Address the voter photo ID requirement that passed. Well, by the way, they uh, the all Ohio got hits. Those first three guys got hits, so the bases are loaded for you, Mister <laughs> Cleanup. So let's see, uh, let's see, you clear the bases. Well, I'll tell you. You know, um, look, good policy takes time to pass, and uh, we proved that with the founding of American Documents curriculum. It took us ten years to get that through the Ohio General Assembly. Started working on that actually. Well, probably 1999, uh, then in 2003 is what we'd call our official start. And then we got it passed and put it into uh, law here in Ohio. It namely states that uh, the Ohio school children from the 8th to the 12th grade will learn the U.S. Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, the Federalist and Anti-Federalist Papers, the Ohio Constitution, and the Northwest Ordinance from the 8th through the 12th grade with an end-of-course exam, one full credit hour dedicated, one half credit hour for American government, one half credit hour for American history. And our organization worked on that for 10 years, and it's been in place for 10 years. We've had to fight to keep it there. Then uh, we worked, of course, uh, you were in Washington with us last month with the D-Day Prayer Project. And, of course, it took us uh, 11 years to get that in the ground, and it's about to be uh, finalized here any week now. And thank you for coming to Washington for that, Bob. And then I want to talk to you about voter photo ID requirement. Our organization, the Ohio Christian Alliance, uh, back in, at the uh, uh, conclusion of the 2012 election, our office, of course, we provide a voter guide. We encourage voter registration. Our people work the polls statewide. So we have a pretty good pulse of what's going on out there in any given election. Well, we got a number of uh, reports of suspicious activity, voter fraud, after the 2012 election. Now, at that time, we had 35 days of open voting because the Ohio legislature, after the 2004 election, and all the criticism that former Secretary of State Ken Blackwell received about disenfranchisement of uh, inner-city or minority voters expanded early voting in Ohio for the first time to 35 days and then opened up a window what was called Golden Week, what we see happening in Arizona and Colorado and Nevada, uh, places like that right now where they can register and vote on the same day. We stopped that here in Ohio back in 20. Uh, 13, 2014. And what we did as an organization, it was launch a statewide citizen's audit, uh, citizen-led, citizen-initiated. Took us 15 months to collect all the information. We collected uh, reports uh, from incident reports, Secretary of State incident reports from boards of election, eyewitness reports, affidavits. We presented our findings to the Ohio General Assembly, both the Ohio House, the Ohio Senate, the Secretary of State, the Attorney General, and the Governor's Office at the time, and urged a number of recommendations. One of those was, of course, to limit early voting, to close what was called Golden Week, in which they did. They reduced uh, early voting from 35 days to 28 days. We also talked about the problem with provisional ballots or absentee ballots. We talked about voter photo ID. So nine years ago, our organization worked on voter photo ID. What am I reporting today? Last night, the Ohio General Assembly did pro- pro- uh, pass these provisions. 
They now, it is now required to have voter photo ID when you go to vote. The bill requires... Chris, Chris, voters. let me interrupt to make sure I have clarification there. The story I saw yesterday said just Senate. So you're saying last night the House approved oh, yeah, it as well? Oh, yeah, it's going to the governor's desk. Okay, so, that's good news. I didn't realize that had, was a part of last night's marathon that they, that they had at the... Yep, it got done. So here's what it says. Bill would require <laughs> voters to present a state-issued photo ID, U.S. passport, or military ID to cast their ballot in person. Voters could no longer use alternative forms of identification at the polls, such as utility bills or bank statements. Requires complete mail-in ballots to arrive within four days of the election instead of ten. Permits only one ballot drop box per county. So that's some pretty good stuff that got passed last night. Hold on one second again, Chris. I'm just looking for clarity here. Um, When I spoke with Jack last night, he was under the impression that the language wasn't even the four days instead of ten, that um, mail-in ballots needed to be received, not postmarked by, but received by 7.30 p.m. the night of the election. That's not accurate? Let's see here. Um, I'm reading from the Columbus Dispatch. Again, okay. you know, the details were worked out. We do yeah, know and maybe voters. things changed from the time Jack spoke to till this. So possibly, possible. possibly yeah. this is a report this morning. As you know, they uh, were in session up till 6.30 this morning, right? So uh, some things got hammered out. What is the big news, though, is voter photo ID requirement mm-hmm. is now required in the state of Ohio. Also, one drop box per county. Uh, because that's what we see happening in other states where you have multiple drop boxes. Uh, when we consider ballot harvesting and oh, not yeah. knowing who's dropping these ballots in, okay, and so shoring things up here in the state of Ohio. So this is a pretty good piece of legislation here. Two, two caveats, though. Um, one on the drop boxes. Why any drop boxes? And because unless the one drop box per county is going to be monitored 24-7, and I mean literally with eyes, not just maybe there's video cameras there, because you never know how grainy they're going to be, how accurate they're going to be. They need to be monitored, in my estimation, because it is still open for fraud and stuffing and harvesting and so forth. That's number one. And, and I guess what I'm saying is I, I'm not saying I don't want this bill. I want better is, is, is better than, than bad, I suppose, but it's not perfect. And I don't want the you know perfect to be the enemy of the good here. So this is good, but I would like to say no drop boxes. Number two, why do they not? Uh, or unless this changed, also the photo IDs don't have to have current addresses on them, which again could just open up the possibility if somebody kept their old ID when they got their new ID and they got two different addresses, they can vote in two different precincts, uh, and and that's a concern. I would hope that the accuracy of the um, uh, photo ID should you know in terms of the address should matter here. Well, that's true. Uh, I think a lot of times now the the drop box is at the Board of Elections itself. Okay, let's take Summit County. That one, this will reduce them down to one drop box, and it's at the Board of Elections itself. It has uh, security camera uh, monitoring. I think that's going to be the case in most of the cases across the uh, state now with just one drop box. If you only have one, uh, the Board of Elections has theirs for after-hour service, right? So, and it will be monitored uh, with video cams. So, again, I think this is a good piece of legislation. Again, not a perfect bill. We would like to see early voting reduced uh, to maybe two weeks. We've always had this conversation with the Democrats saying, how much early voting do you need? So if, if you think that voting on Election Day uh, is too cumbersome, how much early voting does do you need? You know, and so this is why... 
they had 35 days of open voting. That was ridiculous. Reduced it to 28 days. We'd like to see it reduced to maybe just 10 days of early voting. Uh, but, you know, this is, this is, uh, you know, the work that goes on, this ba- battle back and forth with these folks, without question. I like this quote from Senator, um, I'm sorry, State Representative Bill Seitz. Uh, Seitz pushed back against criticism from his Democratic colleagues. This is all nonsense coming from the organized left that, rightly or wrongly, wants everyone to be able to do a vote. And we'll serve you an egg McMuffin, breakfast in bed, and bring you a ballot to your house, Seitz said. Well, folks, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, that is a great quote, and that's a great example of uh, the kind of stuff that we're talking about. And by the way, I agree with you on, on the 10 days instead of, uh, I, I mean, truthfully, I'm, I'm a believer in a single day. I, I would be willing to even grant the federal holiday for Election Day. Um, particularly the, you know, the midterm election day and a uh, presidential election day. I would be willing to say, let's do a federal holiday and just have people voting on the same day, the way it used to be done. However, since we're probably never going to put the toothpaste back in the tube on early voting, limiting it to 10 days is, is preferable to 30. Uh, and Chris, I would ask you this, just as, uh, you know, the kind of voter that you are and the kind of leader that you are. Uh, do you agree that it's time for conservative-minded people to start embracing the early voting and embracing the mail-in voting in the same way that the Democrats do so that they can have, uh, and I forget who phrased it that way. I keep wanting to give credit to the right person, but I can't remember who said, what we are doing now is, you know, the Democrats are banking votes in those early voting days and through the mail, and all Republicans are doing is giving promissory notes, IOUs. I promise you I'll vote on Election Day. I promise I'll vote. And it's not it's not working. They're winning. Well, see, there's two two story, stories that you're playing out there. One is Ohio, okay, and as an Ohio guy, as an Ohio organization, uh, we have obviously focused on our state, and we're no longer a battleground state. I was just in Washington last week at some meetings, and people said, boy, you guys are no longer purple, you're all red. Well, we've worked on that for a long time to actually push this state uh, to a – we knew we were conservative, and we knew that we need to oversee our election process so that it's not – um, you know, uh, gain saint against, meaning uh, people taking advantage. We had people coming over. Look, we found a lot of voter fraud in t- 2013 after the 2012 election, okay? A lot of double voting. We did a lot of work on that back then. So we've been working on this for a long time. So we've really shored things up in Ohio. But if you're asking me, if I'm living in the state of Arizona, I'm living in California, you better match what the Democrats are doing. If they're doing ballot harvesting and it's legal in that state, you better be doing ballot harvesting. If uh, you know the liberal General Assembly has allowed for registration of vote, voting on the same day in the state of California, you be- better be able to match them or you're going to lose elections. You can't just play by the Marcus of Queensberry rules. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to just vote on Election Day. Well, the election's already over by then. How many b- votes were banked in the state of Pennsylvania before the debate? Uh, before Oz and uh, Fetterman, uh, before people saw how incompetent Fetterman was and incapable of holding the office, they already had several million votes banked. So that's to your point, uh, Bob. Nationally, so it's a different narrative. You're talking Pennsylvania or Arizona, Nevada or California or Colorado. Until the conservatives take back those state legislatures and shore up the votes so we can get back to a, a day of election and to which uh, the decisions are made that night. We're going to have to play according to the rules that they're playing with, 
which are fast and, and loose, and you're going to have to be able to match them in balance. I'm not talking about voter fraud. I'm talking about just being able to uh, make sure you get as many votes in, and if that's collecting ballots, if that's having ballot harvesting in those states, if that's having... Uh, uh, you know, uh, vans going around and doing voter registration and voting at the same time. Uh, if that's the laws in those states, you're going to have to play according to their laws. They've proven that, or we're going to lose elections. Yeah, very well said. There is a difference between Ohio and some of those other states, no question about it. So uh, great illustration of that. Chris Long, uh, Pastor Chris Long, who is the president of the Ohio Christian Alliance, terrific news. Thanks for the analysis and the information on what's really in the photo ID votes, or excuse me, the voter photo ID now bill that is going to be heading the Mike DeWine's desk. You don't see any problem with the uh, passage or the signing, right? I don't think so. I think they had an agreement with the governor as they were working through the negotiations, but we'll have to wait and see. Good deal. Chris Long, thank you so much for bringing that information to us. And once again to you, sir, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you, Bob. God bless. You too. 1122.